0: Welcome to The Lounge with Travify Academy, where we get to hear from travel industry voices and experts to learn more about their story and also what they see on the horizon for travel professionals. And I'm Stephanie Grice, and our guest today is Heather Murray, who is an independent travel consultant with Travelmation, and also our very own Travify team member, Kathy Estes, who is also a travel advisor as well. So awesome. So welcome to The Lounge to both of you. We're so excited to have you both on here. It's going to be a par fun thanks Stephanie yeah so
1: glad to be here
0: I know it's gonna this is gonna be cool I love when we have multiple guests too it's it's just it just (laughs) makes it really fun and I have to say it is June happy pride month and we're so yes pride month One of the happiest months of the year. It is so exciting. And we're also really excited about this episode because we want to focus on the LGBTQ plus travel community. It's a huge community. And we just really want to talk about what makes it unique. And then also just how travel advisors listening to this, whether you're a new advisor or a veteran advisor, you know, how do you get into, you know, what should you know about selling LGBTQ plus travel and what you can do to get started and all the ins and outs that you should know. So that's kind of what we're going to be uh, chatting about. I'm really excited to get into all that. But before we do that, can each of you just share how did you get started in the travel industry? So Heather, I'll start with you first. Okay.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I'm relatively new to travel. Um, I got into this and right at the height of the pandemic in 2020. Um, uh, my main job, I'm a therapist and my clients had kind of dropped off and I was looking for a fun way to make some additional income. So I got into travel that way. I had a, a really good experience with a travel advisor that like made my vacation magical. So I was like, Ooh, I want to do that. I want to help people plan that kind of stuff. So, um, I just started a little over two years ago.
0: That's also right in the pandemic too. Yes. Taking the leap. (laughs) I love it. Yes. And Kathy, how about you? How did you get started in the industry?
2: Well, I started in 1981 when we were still writing paper tickets. So a little (laughs) bit longer ago than Heather, um, I started in uh, corporate travel. So I was issuing airline tickets and booking hotels and meetings um, using a GDS. I was on uh, Sabre at the time and then Apollo. Later, I went to travel school because I wanted to expand into leisure Um, From there, I went back into corporate travel. So I did corporate travel management. Um, I've been a conference and convention convention planner for many years. I've also been on the hotel side um, as a director of sales. So running those departments and kind of came full circle. So I'm back to doing mostly leisure, some corporate group, things like that. Um, And of course, my day job is Travify. So what I like about that is that I just, uh, I don't get to just sell travel for myself, but I get to help others, um, you know, find useful tools to make them successful in the industry as well.
0: Yes, that's so awesome. We love <laughs> So exciting to have um, both of you. And, and um, kind of a side note, but um, Heather, what has it been like starting your business during the pandemic?
1: Well, you know, my big motto was everybody needs something to look forward to. So maybe you can't travel right now, but you need to you need to always have that in your mind that something's coming up. So I kind of got people on board with, let's just plan a year out, just so you have something to think about, to kind of plan for. And, and that has worked well for me. Um, so I'm super happy with how things have gone.
0: That's awesome. There's been so many, well, and, and Kathy, I was just going to say, you've talked to so many agents and there's a ton of new advisors coming into the industry right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah,
2: I would That's say uh, 50% of the agents I talk to every day are brand new. Brand new as in literally they've started in the last few months this past year, or they started just before the pandemic, so really the last two years don't count. So they're still kind of new because they're still learning and just starting to sell. But um, many of them, uh, you know, dabbled in the industry or they're coming, they've retired and now this is going to be a second career or or they've just discovered it. So a lot of new agents out there.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. And that's why this is also a really good episode. I mean, just for everybody, but but really too. I mean, there's a lot of um, advisors in are finding like, what do they want to specialize in? Are they going to do different things? What should they be knowing? So again, this is so perfect. And thank you both for being here. So to start off this first biggest question probably is um, for, so for um, travel advisors and agents just starting to tap into the LGBTQ plus market, what should they know? And I know that's a huge Question, but what are the, the top things that come to mind first that someone should consider if if you're interested in focusing on this this community?
2: Uh, I'll go first. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> let you like take you it need, away. I feel like you need to pick on us.
2: We're waiting for okay, you. Okay, I'll start to, picking up. <laughs> um, I would just say, just like any market segment, you want to educate yourself, right? Why do you want to work within this market? Why is this a group of people you want to work with? Um, no different than I want to work in Disney. I want to work in weddings. Anything that's going to be a little bit more custom and specialized, even though we call them market segments, they really are people. So we need to know, is this a group of people that we would like to plan for? Some people don't want to do weddings at all. And some people don't want to do Disney or do want to, don't want to do families. Look at it that way. Um, This is a specialized market, just like any other specialized market. So really start to do some research and educate yourself on what is in this market. What does it mean to be in this market? Um, You have to know how to vet people and ask the appropriate and important discovery questions when you're going to speak to somebody about a trip, a vacation, or a wedding, um, just like any other market. And so the difference would be, and Heather can speak to this much better than I am sure that, um, you know, you can't be afraid to ask even the hard questions and you can't be afraid to advise um, for people who are traveling a- again in any market, because we want to make sure that places we send people to and, and things that they're asking for a good fit. Sometimes people ask for things that may not be good fit because they're just excited about it. And we don't want to. You know, poo-poo anybody's idea of where they want to go or what they want to do, but we also want to make sure things are a good fit.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I would echo that a lot, and I would also say, and this is kind of counterintuitive, because as a member of the queer community, we've spent so many years saying, we're just like you, we're just like you, um, and we are, but our travel needs are not just like you, um, and so... I, I kind of echo what Kathy's saying. Sometimes folks want to go to areas that are not safe for them and are not okay for them. And sometimes if we are educated on the subject, we can move them in another direction that would be safe and comfortable for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, which is just so crazy that, and we'll get into that too, some of the top you know, places and all that, but how do you start knowing that? How do you start getting that uh, type of education? Are there certain resources or where did did you start to understand that?
1: You know, I started with um, IGLTA, which is the International Gay and Lesbian Tribal Advisor Group. Um, And that's a good place to get education and um, learn about resources. So that that was the first source that I started with.
2: Yeah, I would agree. That's probably one of the largest organizations out there that you can join. Um, They do a lot of events all over the world. In fact, the most recent annual event was in Atlanta this past year. And now I think this year was in Italy or something. And I think it's coming to Puerto Puerto Rico next year or maybe... Or Costa Rica. Yeah, someplace like that. It's so a little closer in a way, but that is a great resource. Um, there's also a lot of Facebook groups. Um, there's also the um, Meeting Professionals Association group for the LGBTQ community. And even though that might be leisure, it's going to be the same, a lot of the same information and stuff. So really just finding yourself out there, educating yourself, Um, I have a list of places, in fact, I'm sure Heather and I could both provide a list of resources maybe after this podcast or at the end that we could share with the audience of places they might be looking into.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Please do. And then I'll put those on, um, academy.travify.com. So everyone listening, you can go there and, um, I'll put all those up there. Cause yeah, I know there's a lot. I know Kathy, um, before you, you sent, um, a ton of different ones and there's also, uh, the really interesting one that you're mentioning, and I had never heard of this is community marketing insights yes that's Um, really cool it's amazing it's amazing
2: so they've been around for over 20 years and what they do is they do market research and so they also break down their market research so it wouldn't be specifically just lgbtq in general it might be about marketing it might be about tourism Um, it might be about destinations it might be for cvds Um, their research information is free you can go to their website and then they also have an annual conference um, this past year, they didn't because they participated, well, COVID, how many times are we going to say that, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, they actually participated in the IGLTA in Atlanta because they were just really trying to support so people wouldn't have to travel to two different conferences. But their conferences are super fun, amazing, a wealth of information. And it breaks it down for you in a way that you really know where how many dollars are being spent by married couples, couples with children, demographics, age. Um, Where do they live? Are they employed? How much do they make? Um, Where do they travel? How long do they travel? How do they travel? Um, It's a wealth of information if you really want to dive in and it's very helpful in, in helping you market to certain segments as well.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And one thing too that um is there anything like marketing wise um especially for you Heather when you started your business um was there any marketing things that you found is really helpful? Um like do you find yourself on Facebook groups a lot or just social media or what are you using really to connect with people?
1: Yeah, primarily I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um you know, that's been the majority of my marketing. I've recently ventured into TikTok, but um nice. that requires a level of skill I'm not sure I have yet. <laughs> Yeah, TikTok I will just
0: say yeah.
1: ditto with uh, <laughs> Heather, including TikTok.
0: <laughs> I know. TikTok is so, I, I love it, but I do not make videos because it would take forever. And it's just that the the amount of work that goes into it and what you get back is just a little different until you start really growing in that, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. So when it one thing that I'm really curious about, too, is when... Um, knowing your client, cause we were mentioning about at the beginning, like knowing your client stuff, but what are the right things that you need to be asking? You know, um, it, like, is there certain things that you need to make sure, um, like what type of vacation are you looking for? Um, I know Kathy, you were saying even before, like even things like, what are your chosen pronouns? Like things that people might not think about that they need to be aware of.
1: You know, I'm always clear with folks that as your advisor, I respect your identity. I respect your name. Um, for travel purposes, I am going to need your legal name as according to your passport, but I will always call you by your chosen name and use your chosen pronouns. Um, and when people hear that, it whether it applies to them or not, it lets them know they're in a safe space mm-hmm. and, and that you're going to be respectful of them. So I say that's always a great way to start a conversation with a client that you're unsure of.
2: No, I totally agree. It's just being respectful, right? I mean, um, just like we have a generation that still wants to be called Mr. or Mrs. because they're 80 <laughs> or in their 90s. They come from that background. No problem. I can call you that as well. So just being respectful. But um, to Heather's point, we do need to make sure that legal information appears appropriately on travel documentation. Because um, uh, sometimes if, if it is your chosen name and that's what you're using everywhere, There still has to be the education understanding from us to the client that, you know, we still need to make sure that documentation matches appropriately for travel, but yeah everything
0: said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, it's so important to know, just a lot of things, you know, that you just might not think about and it means a lot to the other person on the other end. And so, um, yeah, so those kind of things that another one too, that, um, is really interesting is can you both share what are some, um, and even any of your own like experiences of going on fam trips or uh, your own personal travel of what are the the best countries, the best places, and then maybe things that aren't the best right now and should be aware of those.
1: Um, yeah, I've been on several fam trips, uh, over the last two years, the places that I have felt the safest are, um, Mexico and, um, on cruises as, as a general rule, the Caribbean countries, while I love to visit them and I will never give them up are not really a safe place to be openly LGBTQ (laughs) at this point in time, but, um, I still love them and I still travel there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which is interesting because that probably is surprising, isn't it? Yeah, like, why wouldn't you think the Caribbean surprising. would be? See, and that goes right back to, you know, you're right. Everybody wants to go there, but let's talk a little bit about how it's going to be while you're there. So, um, but I agree. I think Mexico's right now, probably the top destination has been for a very long time, specifically, probably Puerto Rico, uh, not Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm in travel, so I know Puerto Rico's in Mexico somewhere, right? Um, Puerto Vallarta, sorry. Um, But yeah, a very, very popular destination. Um, And then in the United States, um, Florida, of course, is very popular, but specifically...
1: well, that has fallen out of fashion recently. Um, well, but uh, yeah, overall, but um, specifically you have
2: destinations that are very, very welcoming. Um, in fact, the number one place in Florida would be, why am I, uh, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. is very, very upfront about um, being welcoming and they have wanted to, actually they were supposed to host the largest LGBTQ festival two and a half years ago, just before COVID. And unfortunately- that fell through. So I don't know if it'll be coming back to that destination soon, but also very welcoming specifically. So actually you can have destinations as a whole that may not be welcoming, but something within that is welcoming
0: or vice versa as well.
2: So Mm -hmm. mm -hmm.
0: it's it's so sad that you even have to like have this conversation, but how do you have a conversation sometimes with someone who really wants to go somewhere and, and you're like, we can make this work, but here's what you need to know: like how how do you approach those conversations? Just get unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I'm planning a group trip right now for a Facebook group that I'm a part of, um, which are is a group of married lesbians, and um, we're going to the Dominican Republic to a resort there. And so I've had to have individual conversations with each of them about you're going to be fine when you're on property on the resort. They want you. They want your money. They want you to come back. Um, but if you choose to take excursions, you need to be aware that that's not a safe place for you, that, um, people are going to assume that you just left your husbands at the resort and you need to let them assume that, um, and, and don't try to correct them because then you, you could put your safety at risk. So I just have to continually have those conversations. I've had some people say, well, if that's the case, I'm not going to go, but I've had a lot of people just say, okay, thank you. We'll take that into consideration and we move forward.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Right. And I totally agree. It's just... Um, educating ourselves first so that we can educate our clients. And things are very fluid. What maybe have been a great destination six months, a year, two years ago may not be the same now. And maybe someplace we weren't selling a couple of years is totally different now. So you have to continue to stay up on things um, because things change very quickly
0: that's the crazy thing too that that's actually really mind-blowing to me is that somewhere that was great two years ago is' is different you would think everything is trending in the uh, a good direction but that's That's really interesting. And so that's where uh, what I'm gathering too is especially like really tap into those Facebook groups, those, um, the IGLTA. And is that where you can find a lot of suppliers? Cause one thing that I'm wondering is a lot of advisors listening, like my clients want to go there, but I don't personally have experience going there. So who can I ask that does, and maybe the suppliers be the best.
1: I don't know that you would get the best information from the suppliers, because again, the suppliers want you to come, they, they want you to spend your travel dollars there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and
2: yeah, Unless you're using a very specific supplier. And I'm going to give a little um, shout out to Vakaya. Vakaya is fabulous. Um, they do actually charters or they do buyouts of hotels, charters of ships. It's very specific. So when they're planning something, they're vetting a destination. They're vetting everything really well. So um, that is a supplier, but they're actually creating their own. They're not just... Um, a supplier you can look up and anybody would book into it for no reason. So it's a little bit different. You have specialized suppliers. So they, those suppliers will be looking out in the best interest of your client for you in a way. But And, and many of the other suppliers do as well. I don't want to say that they don't, but always go that extra mile when you find something through a supplier and maybe just do it a little bit of extra research on yourself, on your own. Um, and again, that's where the Facebook groups come in handy because there's a Facebook Specialty group for every destination on the planet. <laughs> so you can literally go into a group for, you know, Mexico, specifically Cancun and just say, hey, I have a couple that's looking for a destination wedding and this is the property they're looking at. Has anybody had a recent experience? And somebody has. Somebody has sold it. Somebody's been there and they're going to share their personal experience with you. And that that's better information than you can get anywhere as
0: far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Mm hmm. That's what I was just thinking is it's really the people who are truly going there experiencing that's where you'll get all that so and feel free to send all the resources to my way and I'll I'll compile a list so um, that we can send people in the right direction, Um, but those are really a lot of the questions I had but I just want to make sure is there anything else that's really important that we should make note of or share.
1: I think there's a lot of differences, even within the LGBT community that um, people need to be aware of, you know, marketing to lesbians is not the same as marketing to gay men. Um, Their travel needs, their safety needs are going to be different, Um, especially when you get into um, trans folks and their safety needs. It's very different. So just assuming, you know, my cousin's gay, so I know you, you don't know, you really do need to do your research. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's where you can find a lot of um, um, actual
2: research and information is on the CMI uh, site with all of their their surveys that they've done. So a lot of that kind of gives you a little bit of a head start, but then you still need to do your own research as well. Um, And everybody's comfort level is different, right? So one person who might say, oh, I'll totally go to that place. I have no problem. You know, another person may say, I'm just not comfortable. So we can't just assume from client to client to client, just because one client was okay with something and had a good experience. The next one is going to be maybe okay with the same things and might have the same experience.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, for example, I've worked with some gay men traveling to the Middle East, um, in the Middle East gay men are totally okay because it's very common in that culture for men to hold hands. Um, it's even just in friendship it's very common but so that they would be tolerated and respected in a different way than two women would be tolerated and respected so you you just gotta get as as informed about the destination as you can
0: yeah there's so much to know yeah that's, that's really cool. And, and thank you, uh, yeah, both for sharing I mean, so much, but so much good stuff. And the other thing too is even if you're not specializing in, I mean, you really should still know all this because if you want to cater to all your clients and have the right questions to ask ahead of time too to know specific needs, um, very important.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget beyond looking on social media and looking at some of the sites that Heather and I will share is look in your own local community um, I have I sat on our Pride Board in my local community for several years, and assisted with planning events and doing fundraising and you know reaching out in our annual Pride event. Um, There's so many ways you can get involved within your community and do it not just for getting business, do it because you would enjoy contributing to your community. Um, and every community has you know one or more you know um, groups that you can join or volunteer with. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, just in your own community, all the, yeah, amazing. I love that. And, and um, but before we go though, I have something kind of fun. So we like to do uh, rapid fire questions. So Uh-oh. I have, I've dwindled it down to three. Um, so for each of you, okay. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna start off here and, and Heather, I'll start with you here. Is what is your favorite destination you've ever traveled to? Oh, kind of
1: favorite destination, place? Um, would probably be Canada. Yes. Although I love a Virgin cruise. I, I've got to admit, I really <laughs> love a Virgin cruise. I don't care where they're going. I'll go with Virgin.
0: What about you, Kathy? What would you say is your, uh, the, f- the favorite destination you've ever traveled to? Spain. Oh Spain. I think, oh, yeah. I think
2: they are the most welcoming group of people. And apparently if you live in Spain, you have to own a Chihuahua or at least everyone did when I was there. Uh, it's beautiful. I, it felt safe. Everybody was warm and inviting. The food's amazing. The weather was great. The attractions are in history. The architecture is unbelievable. Um, definitely Spain.
0: That's awesome. And okay, so this one's a little twist on that first question. Okay, so Heather, I'll go back to you here. Is what do you think is the most underrated destination to visit?
1: Um, I would say the most underrated destination to visit is the Dominican Republic. I love the Dominican Republic. And I think you get a lot of bang for your travel dollar there. Awesome. Yeah. I would have to say probably
2: destinations in Mexico that aren't Cancun or Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> Cause those are the two people tend to be attracted to the larger destinations, but mm-hmm. I like things that are off the beaten track. I like, I love Tulum. Um, it's a little farther. It's a little off the beaten path. Um, I, I know people there and I just, I like that experience a little bit more.
0: Yeah, that is on my list for sure. And I haven't been to the Dominican either. Yeah, those beautiful weather. Oh, I just want to picture myself on a beach now. I love that. (laughs) Um, So then the last question for you both is where are you headed next? You have a travel or a trip planned. What about you, Heather?
1: Yeah, in two weeks, I'm actually going on um, a land tour with CIEs to uh, Scotland and Ireland. I'm super excited about that.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Nice, nice. I'm so jealous. I have nothing planned right now. I'm coming up off of several trips. I was in Mexico for uh, 10 days um, all over. And before that, I was on a cruise. I'll probably have another cruise coming up here soon, Um, but nothing concrete yet.
0: Yeah. Except for Asta. I guess I, I know some of your travel would be an Asta, <sighs> but you're not going, you're just driving a little bit. Just
2: driving. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not really a trip because it's not far for me since it's in
0: San Francisco. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I lied. I'm going to ask one more question because I'm curious. Is What is your favorite um place to travel to in the US, in the United States?
1: Mm. <clears throat> I really love Northern California. Um, we have family out there. So we go out there, uh, every couple of years and, um, I'm not really a wine person, but I'm very much a cheese person. And
2: well, let me know when you're here, Heather, and I'll uh, come meet up with you. Okay. Um, from, for me, Palm Springs, I love Palm Springs. A lot of people don't really think about it. You don't even have to be a golfer to go to Palm Springs, but, um, it's just a very unique place. And I love mid-century modern architecture. And when you go to certain parts of Palm Springs, it still looks like the 60s. They have that really cool Mad Men flat roof architecture. They haven't torn them down. They haven't changed them. But it's a really fun destination. And even the airport's fun because when you land in Palm Springs, you're outside. So you're looking where the terminal is. It's it's outside. <laughs> it's, everything's outside. Yes. I think they only get 10 days of rain a year in Palm Springs. So it's just, it's just a really kind of fun, quirky destination. Yeah.
0: I need to go there because I remember we both we love that 60s, 70s vibe. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
0: yeah. So awesome. Well, this has been really great. And again, thank you so much. I'm really excited to put together the list. So everyone, again, go check out at academy.travify.com for a a ton of resources from Heather and Kathy. um, And we'll compile a list of all that. And and just thank you so much again. It's been great. And, And thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode of The Lounge with Travify Academy. And especially to our special guests, Heather and Kathy, for joining us today. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of the latest episodes and we hope you enjoyed our conversation today and join us again but for now stay safe and we'll catch you on the next flight happy pride